Hola Bonita and welcome back for episode 16 of Geo's Stream Shows. As always, I am so happy to have you here, this time in Portuguese. You'll find out why later in the episode. This week I've got a duo performance with the one and only Mr. Carrie Durham on violin, cajon, and vocals, putting it down nice and smooth for your lucky, lucky eardrums. Check him out on Instagram, that's C-A-R-E-Y underscore Durham, D-U-R-H-A-M. Also check him out on Spotify and all streaming platforms. His album is pretty killer. Exciting update for all of you Geo's Stream Show supporters, fans, listeners, and watchers. We now have an active Patreon page that you can go to to get exclusive content, access to the Encore Cam, which is a final song added to the stream exclusively for our Patreon subscribers, as well as shout-outs, song selection, and lots of other cool perks. You can find that at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, forward slash Geo Show, G-I-O-S-H-O-W. As a quick reminder, my newest single, Savannah Grammar, launched on Friday, July 31st. You can find that on all streaming platforms. Go ahead and give it a listen if you want to know a little bit about Savannah, Georgia, where I'm from. And also, a huge thank you to the Mosaic Group for their curation of our live stream, mixing audio, and flawless video in real time. If you want to hire them to get your creative project started, you can find them over at cdmosaic.com or cdmosaic on Instagram. Quick update, our next stream show is going to be Sunday, August 23rd at 7 p.m., featuring Patrick Sharo. He is a country performer coming all the way out of Nashville, Tennessee, my hometown, and he is fantastic. I know you're going to love him. We're very excited to have him coming and joining us for the stream. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts that you want to share, hit me up over at geoyaquinto at gmail.com. And without any further ado, here you go. I've always like felt real akin to like sitting on the dock of the bay, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's my life. Right? Well, like, that's I, why I like that song so much. I grew up around the ocean, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean you grew up in Atlanta, you're landlocked. You're a landlocked man, whether you want to admit it or not. There's one beach. In Atlanta? In Georgia. Oh yeah, we well, got Georgia. Savannah, that's where I'm from, oh, homie. Okay. I was just talking about that. <laughs> yeah, sitting on the dock of the bay, that's like that's like life, you know what I'm saying? Um, in fact, it's so much that I can remember like when I was young, my mom and I used to go to the, the beach all the time. Shout out, mom. You're the best. Um, what up, mom? What up, mom? Um, also, Carrie's mom. What's up, mom? Um, Oops. All moms. All moms. Uh, and if you're a mom and you're watching Geostream shows and you're not our mom, you're also cool. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, you gave birth to someone. That's pretty cool. I've never given birth to someone. I never will. Anyway, we used to go to the beach all the time. Um, and we'd always get boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts are like a thing that normal people like, but I southerners. Like peanuts. Yeah, I run into a couple of people that like just don't like them. Really? Um, yeah, but we used to always go to the same guy, right? And when I was a kid, like when you're a kid, everything's real simple, you know. Like uh, everyone, every like person in life that is actual acts like a, a complex human that has an entire like set of life and, and emotions and inner thoughts and meanderings about the world. But to a kid, you just call him one thing. So that guy to me was the peanut man. Oh, where? My mom, yeah, my mom was just always, we're going to go see the peanut man. I was like, oh, heck yeah. Um, 
and I was always excited to go see the peanut man because he knew me, right? Because I would always come on the way to the beach. Um, this little kid with like this really long curly hair. Um, and I would always run up to the peanut man. And the cool thing was he would have a phrase that he would always say to me. He'd always say the same thing. Um, I'd get out my $5 for the peanuts. I'd go up and I'd let him know I wanted the Cajun ones because you got to have them spicy. Word. And he would be like, welcome to Geo's Stream Shows, episode 16. <laughs> my name is Geo Quinto, and I am so happy to have you here with us. What's up, people? With me, I have the the smoothest man to ever play a violin, the ever vigilant, the ever feisty sometimes, but most of the time cool. Carrie Durham. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Uh, you can type in that little comment box right there and let us know how you're feeling. Also, you can uh, leave us a tip right down there below. And also in the comment box, you will see I have just released a new single. Woo! Congratulations, sir. Yeah, thank you. And uh, actually, it's about Savannah, where I was just uh, describing to you the peanut man is not in the song, unfortunately. Um, he, I tried to write him into the song, but he demanded a trademark licensing. Mm. And I was like, you're asking too much, peanut man. <laughs> um, but let me get a $5 sack of them Cajuns, though. Um, with so, extra salt. With extra, I, I think with bowl of peanuts, you don't even have to. Like, you get the salt. You get you the salt. Okay. I think I'm going to go see my family in Savannah next week uh, when you go to Alaska. That's cool. Carrie's going to Alaska to see his friend, uh, Sean. Shout out, Sean. What up, Mr. Norvo- Northover? Congratulations on winning the award. So if you're in Savannah and uh, and you want to see me, let me know. I'm probably coming next week. I haven't told my family yet, so uh, cats out of the bag, guys. I'm coming to Savannah um, at some point next weekend. Uh, And so without any further ado, I would like to present Savannah Grammar. Uh, This is the one that I just released last Friday, and I hope you enjoy it. It's about my lovely hometown, and uh, I'll see you all soon. Yeah. From a place called the city of Savannah Got on I-16 and made my way up to Atlanta The heat in the street gives me continually Stammering, keep my mind on ocean breezes And hanging with my family Down in Savannah there's a lack of propaganda Salt life comes standard and the compensator's hammered Come on down, we will get you the sandals And you can wear shorts from March until December Yeah, yeah City of Savannah, oh, 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 yeah, 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 oh, 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 Savannah, Georgia, my hometown. Cause I'm from a place called the city of Savannah Where I learned to roll my blunts Be like bananas hmm. The people don't say it's hard to understand us But don't you correct me on my Savannah grammar Don't you correct me on my Savannah grammar I learned that from Jack Daniels While we would get to understand But from now to my house I will teach you some manners Get ready for the best And you won't remember Yeah, yeah Whoa, oh, Savannah, Savannah, Grandma, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Savannah, Georgia, my hometown. Let's break it down here for a second.
trees where I made my memories turning 18 and that for growing old. These thoughts of when my life was nice and slow, I'll take with me no matter where I go. Cause life here is like a vacation. Everybody else just has to wait. Cause I'm from a place Yeah, I'm from a place Oh, yeah You may be able to tell Yes, I know you can tell My Savannah grandma Bless your heart You know what's funny is uh, I, I played that song for my grandmother of all people and she was like, I hadn't, I didn't have it anywhere in the song at that point. She was like, you know what you should write into that? You should write in Bless Your Heart. Mm. And I was like, you know what, Grandma? I think that's what I'm going to do. That's, you're right. I, I should do that. I should put Bless Your Heart in that. Uh, for those of you who are not from the southern hemisphere of the United States, Bless Your Heart is the um, layman's term for, oh, that person screwed. <laughs> bless her heart bless her heart poor thing she going she going to be just fine <laughs> so we got a we got a, another another stream coming at you this week with as always we got some good topics for discussion but i like to keep it light in the beginning you know what i'm saying so um my first question for you my friend what is your favorite cooking spice mm. my personally i've been saying it for years basil is king basil is king for me in fact I went to this place in the Beltline yesterday called Estrella, and they gave me some wings, and they gave me the sauce on the side I didn't expect. It was a pesto aioli, hmm. and I must have licked the inside of that ramekin. It was so good. It was, I swear. They gave me some fries. I didn't even want fries, but, you know, I ate all them fries to get that the aioli. spice was on point. Oh, my God. It was kicking. I mean, I say uh, it's not like a, it's like a specific spice. It's like this uh, ingredient, it's a Ooh. secret ingredient that I use that my mother put me on to, and she uses, she uses it in all of her cooking. It's called tomato bouillon. Ooh, yes, bouillon. I'm all about that. That's that a... shit tastes good on any, like, like pizza or red hot, hot Wait, sauce. Wait, is it, is that it a sauce? That shit tastes great on or everything. It's a it's a powder. It's a seasoning. Oh, it's a powder. Okay, because yeah. I use bouillon cubes uh, when I cook a lot. So of it's time. probably the powder form of that. Gotcha. So it's an uncompressed version of that. <clears throat> when you know a bouillon is a is a it's like a form of stock. Stock, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the powdered form of that. So you are eating like hella concentrated tomatoes in a tomato bouillon. Yeah. yeah. Like you are eating. I think like, I'm sure it's used for soup and stuff like that. But you yep. you it substitutes for salt. You don't put salt in in addition to that. Stuff. Exactly. That's the salt. Basically. What I typically do with bouillon is I'll put it in like if I'm making rice or pasta or something I'll put mm. it in the water and it makes especially rice it, or quinoa mm. and it really gives it a good flavor good flavor yeah because yeah, otherwise you gotta like put a lot of salt and it still doesn't get as good so if you're tuning into to stream shows for music also we're here for the cooking tips what oh, up facts yeah uh, actually if you check out my Instagram I have a story on there like a story highlight called Chef G because I just be I be cooking it up I be I be in the kitchen 
Same here, bro. Slinging the dishes. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Don't sleep on the cooking skills. Don't sleep on the cooking skills, here. gentlemen. If you, that, there's your there's your tip of the day to to help you win the hearts of your of your ladies. Learn how to cook. Facts. It works. Get get it together. No ramen noodles. Don't order Uber Eats. Cook something. You know. And if you're not sure, just Google it. Follow yeah. directions. I, I will say I don't really like cooking from recipes. You don't? No, I'll be like, uh, I'll just like look what's in the fridge and I like cook off the cuff. I'll just go, oh, I need to eat that. I need to eat that. That's about to go bad. And then like the whole time is kind of hectic because I think of ingredients like halfway through. I'm like, oh, I should add that too. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like trying to cut it while I'm in. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But most of the time it's delicious. Yeah. I like a good recipe because, you know, once you master the recipe, then the real fun is making the recipe your own. Mm. You know, and some, some foods have specific processes and you don't know, like you don't know what to do. So I, I really like following a good recipe. I get that. Seeing just like oh this shit's gonna turn into something dope or how can i make it my own you know what i mean so. yeah actually my signature dish i will say my signature dish that i cook is a mushroom chicken risotto Ooh, that sounds good yeah it's it's killer but i i do take a recipe like you know i didn't know how to cook risotto i can't mm-hmm. just like just off the cup of risotto so uh, yeah i wouldn't know what to do exactly <laughs> it's, it's a lot but i i did end up at there's a couple ingredients now that i add that aren't in the recipe anymore. don't see yeah, yeah, so uh if you want it's the nick risotto yeah now. exactly yeah. if you want uh to know what my secret ingredients are in the recipe you can hit me up over at patreon slash geo uquinta we're going to be doing some uh, patreon stuff moving forward but uh, that'll be the first perk for our patreon subscribers is i'll let you know what the secret ingredients are in the risotto to make it slap to make it back slap make it make back what you think amigo what 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 kind of song you want to play you want to do some some smooth you want to do some georgia you want to do some we've got some portuguese coming for y'all tonight we've got some uh, leon bridges we can hit them with the uh with the Georgia. Let's hit him with some Georgia. All right. This is a uh, definitely one of one of the songs. It's my favorite song to play on the guitar. Just because, like, A, it's my home state. I'm a Georgia boy. What up? Um, but it's just great writing, and uh, it's really fun to play. The lyrics are fun. Carries it's just all around good song. Yeah, just mean? just one of those songs that's timeless. You know, you can't you can't beat Georgia on my mind. So uh, we're going to play a little rendition here for you. Um, my man my, my Carrie over here is going to give you some velvety smooth vocals. And uh, it goes a little something like this. Try and do what I do here. Hmm. One more time. I said a Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through. Just an old sweet soul that keeps old Georgia on my mind. Oh, I said a Georgia, Georgia. A song for you Comes as sweet and clear As moonlight through the vine Other arms reach out to me Other eyes smile tenderly Still in peaceful dreams I see 
Sorry, y'all. I know, I know you're out there just like crying out Georgia of the be beauty. On my of mind. Georgia is on your mind. I can tell. Yeah. Actually, and and Carrie, you have a pretty poignant story about that, right? When you were living out in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. I was in Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte. That's right. I Charlotte. moved out to Charlotte for about two years. Uh, I was chasing the chasing the paycheck. Like, mm, I was trying to get that the money. paper. She's quite a little. She's chasing quite the a paper. Yeah, yeah and uh, it led me out there. I took a stab at it. You know, it didn't work out, and I ended up getting homesick and coming back home. I was so, I was so, um, I was just too in love with my, the music and the connections and friends that I had out in Georgia, mm. and uh, ultimately quit my job, came back to Georgia. And uh, I learned a lot about myself out there, so it wasn't all a loss. You know, it was a lot of cool things. It was a lot of enlightenment that happened out there in Charlotte. And, uh, but I, I, I figured out what I really wanted, and that was to play. You know what I mean? So I came on back home to Georgia. That's why I, it's one of my favorite songs, because I, I feel what Ray was talking you about. You feel it, right? You mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah, and uh, that was actually, that's something I wanted to talk about today is like, I was, uh, I was sitting out journaling yesterday. I'm that weirdo that you see. I don't I think I'm a weirdo, actually, but I'm that guy that you see like out at a bar or a restaurant that's like sitting and journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love to write, actually. That was what I wanted to do before I wanted to be a musician. I thought nice. I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of time journaling, creative writing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, one thing I was writing about yesterday is like this weird, like heroistic, like heroism, rather, uh, that musicians have a lot of times, or at least that I've, I've identified myself, where like I view my pursuit of music as such an important thing that I'll like sacrifice a lot of things in life that I might want because I, I view it as something that will slow me down or hinder me mm. in my journey as a musician. That's real. Um, well, one one like more like kind of lighthearted example yesterday when I was out was the table next to me had this like pup, like little Labrador Retriever, uh, and his name was Simba. 
And oh wow. Yeah, I know. It's such a cool, cool name, name for a pup, right? Yeah. Um but you know, that's one thing I really I would love to have a dog. You know, I've I've I had dogs when I growing up. Um and it's just, you know, that companionship is such a beautiful part of the human existence. I mean, dogs man best friend. Um and so but you know, I don't get a dog because I know that a, I'm out late sometimes, and B, I'm, I might be traveling, and that you know is when the pandemic's over. Mm -hmm. I'm going on tour or flying around for this, that, and third, and it's kind of you know it's rough to be like you know you can't you can't indulge in some of those things in life that you want mm -hmm. because you're pursuing your art. And you know I think that normal people do that too. Like that you know normal Facts. people that have normal non-musician jobs make sacrifices for things too, and as far as their career goes, but um. I think it's definitely something to be said for the art, the artist pursuit of it. So, mm -hmm. what are some things that you think that you've sacrificed in your life in order to facilitate continuing to be a musician? Um, uh, you know, the first thing off the bat is a lot of money. Hey. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of money um, investing in the craft, investing in, in getting better. You know, um, I, I would say that's a big thing. The other big, big investment is time man like mm. really spending you know like you know i was even talking to you earlier about like practice and lessons and like you know i grew up in orchestra camp and 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 like doing all of those summer camps when i could have been going on vacation or doing different stuff like and that's stuff that i would have loved to do but you know i just felt it was way more important you know when i was younger my parents i really have them to thank that they just stuck me into that stuff and kept me more busy so i didn't get in the trouble that i need to get into um at the pool hall at the pool trouble hall at the yeah. pool hall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i would say that's those are the big two things money and time man mm, like, that's huge man and money yeah. is the, i mean time rather is the one thing that in the, the one resource in the world you can't get back you can't you can't you know, it's the one thing that is is finite and you money good looks like good fortune none of that will buy your time back nope um that's something i think about a lot too actually because when i was in a when I was like 18 to really until I started trying to do the singer-songwriter thing, my main pursuit was opera. And like to be an opera singer, you have to be so on top of things. Like you're speaking all these languages, you're traveling all these places for auditions, you're competing with, you know, 40-year-old, 60-year-old professionals, and also the history of the music that's, you know, hundreds of years old. Right. Um, so it's like I felt like I jumped right into a career right mm -hmm. at 18. And, you know, it took me a year or two to really get moving with it. But like I was very serious, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when I came to like 25, 26, I realized that I had kind of given a lot of my youth away in this pursuit of professional ability and, and just like learning. And, you know, I don't regret it. I've had a beautiful life and I am who I am because I've done that. But like at the same time, like you're saying, like that's a lot of my time that I gave away mm -hmm. because I wanted my music to be good. Right. You know, it's, it's a it's definitely a bittersweet thing. Um, and that actually is a lot of the inspiration. I, I know you just put your violin away. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, that's one of the things that was in my the forefront of my mind when I wrote this new song, mm. uh, To Be Alone. Cool. And I actually wrote this right at the beginning of the pandemic. We weren't, like, in the throes of it yet. So it's, it's funny that I wrote it when I did because I was really about to learn what it meant to be alone, right, mm. uh, being in the pandemic. Um, but this is an original song of mine. Uh, that is called To Be Alone. And it not only talks about, obviously, learning to be alone, um, but it also talks about, like, looking back in life and, you know, the melancholy of realizing how happy you were in the past. Uh, and I think I'm, I, I suffer from that a lot, that I'll, like, look back on the past and think about how good things were. But then you also have to remember that right now is great, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
So it's like that not, weird. It's really important not to overlook that. Not do that all the time, man. It's tough. No, and I try to. I like yeah. try to say it as frequently. Yeah. I actually have a saying that my friends know from me from. Why is life so rad? Yeah, you know, and that's just like this. And shout out to Stephen McCluskey, my boy. He, uh, he kind of conceptualized that um, when we were living together. But it's you know just that idea that things are great, and mm-hmm. uh, and in that moment, if you just take a second to appreciate it and realize life is rad, it's a good thing. Yep. Yeah. So this is uh, an original song of mine called "To Be Alone." Y'all gonna have to wait till 2021 for a recording. I got one ready, but you can't get it yet. Hey, follow me on Spotify. Hey. Back on 
get into those uh those off notes those blue notes mm-hmm. and that, ooh, baby it's ooh. my specialty shout i know it man you've been killing it up i'm gonna now. do a camera check camera check what up uh so we're going to another enlightened casual easy breezy beautiful cover girl question what's up uh so my my one for us here is uh what is your favorite sport and or sports team which for a lot of musicians you know don't have a whole lot of sports that we super super love um but one thing that I will say that I've really learned to love is um, basketball. I think live basketball is super cool. It's because I worked at State Farm. Well, I work technically when COVID's not happening mm-hmm. at State Farm Arena where the Hawks play. Um, so I just like grew. Just being, I think the thing about team sports is it's about learning to grow the appreciation of my being in that community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not something that just is like born in a vacuum. True. So um, for me, I would have to say the Atlanta Hawks and uh, and basketball are probably my favorite team sport right now. I'd also just watched The Last Dance, with the documentary with a series with Michael Jordan and the Bulls in mm. the 90s, which is mm. amazing. You should check it out if you haven't seen it, guys. It's actually really good. Like, I need to promote Michael Jordan or Netflix. Like, you guys are already on top of it. But just, just personal preference. Pretty good. It's a good show. Pretty good. It's a good show. Um, me, I, the last, I actually haven't really been following sports at all, but the last sport that i did really get into was formula one it was really? so dope yeah um i was really big on there were two feuds in mercedes so mercedes always been winning i'm pretty sure they're still doing a great job get it mercedes mercedes is dope but they're two drivers it was really cool you know basically all the big car manufacturers compete for the best vehicle and formula one is kind of like a status quo like if you beat if you went first place in formula one people's really rocking with your name brand of vehicle so mercedes was always winning at the time when i was really into it and uh the two rivals they were on the same team but they formula one is dope it gets deep but they were on the same team usually have multiple drivers per manufacturer mercedes-benz had these two drivers rosenberg and hamilton you know you knew it, you loved it because you still know the name. Yes. Uh uh and they were it was so dope because they were trying they were so awesome. They were so precision drivers. They was always at the front of all the thirty other Formula One cars that were in the race. 
but them two would compete against each other, but they were on the same team. So they was trying to get like the best Formula One driver trophy. But it was it was just real cool. But Formula One would be be it for me. It's like Pippen and Jordan. Just oh man, it was forth. crazy, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was dope. And how did you get into that? Was it like because you're around people that liked it? Yeah, it was actually a buddy of mine when I was in Charlotte. Actually, oh, um, okay. a buddy of one of my colleagues. I was um, kind of hopping around trying to find. I was going out because we worked for a food service company, and uh, we were onboarding at different hospitals and stuff like that. And I was the representative for the company that would go in there. And so through this training program that I was facilitating, I met a manager, and he just got me stuck on it. He was like, yo, you didn't check out these two rivals? They're on uh, Mercedes-Benz. And I just got hooked, and I, like, mm. watched it. And that was kind of, like, our way of staying in touch. We just – and that's kind of what sports is. It's like yeah, that it's platform. not born in a vacuum, man. Yeah. It's, born out of, mm. it's born out of a connection. It's born out of people taking you uh, – people taking you somewhere uh, for – connection with them right taking mm-hmm. them to their uh the thing that they love to their river as yeah. it were. to their their mental river their um their place of i don't want to say worship quite maybe worship's a little hard but you know like we all find these things in life that uh help move us forward that help keep us connected to who we define ourselves as mm. um and we want to know at the end of the day, we just all need, you know, just that comfort, that being, that relatability, and we get that from communing with each other, whether it be through sports, whether it be through religion. Um, that's a good leeway into the song that we're about to do too. Like, that's one of my favorite songs that kind of talks about just that is, you know, "River" by um, Leon Bridges. So we'll just go ahead and sing it for you. Traveling these wide roads for so long But my heart's been far from you Ten thousand miles gone Oh, I want to come near and give Every part of me But there's blood on my hands And my lips are unclean in my darkness, I remember Mama's words reoccur to me. Surrender to the good Lord and I'll wipe your slate clean. Take me to your river. I want to go. to your river I want to know Tip me in your smooth waters I'm going as a man with many crimes come up for air as my sins flow down the Jordan Oh, I want to come near and give every part of me. But there's blood on my hands 
and my lips are unclean. Take me to your river. I wanna go. Lord, let me in. Oh, take me to your river. That song has power. It really that does, too. Really has power. That makes you feel good. Job, Leon. Yeah, good job, Leon. Uh, drop us a comment in the in the the comment di- dialogue section down below. Let us know uh, what words you have for how you feel after that song. That's a very musician question. Is tell me how about your feelings? Uh, uh, Lauren says you guys are killing it. What thanks, up, Lauren? Lauren. Much love, our girl, what's up? How you and going? our brother, Musical Minds, is tuned in as well. Hey, shout he out, said, Musical Minds. What's up, fellas? up hey how you doing it looks great appreciate it bro bro hey appreciate that man we'll have you back on soon so you can join us uh yeah we uh man i love that song that's such a good one uh one thing that i thought would be kind of cool to talk about um that is kind of you know for for normal string players is is a normal thing but uh the the layman may not know much about is the difference between acoustic and electric instruments Mm. right because i get a lot of questions a lot of times from people when i tell them i play guitar and their first response is, oh, do you play electric or acoustic, right? And what they really mean is, do you play rhythm or do you play lead, right? Mm. Do you play, like, mainly chord stuff or are you doing the... Yeah, um, that's... And I try to do both, but really I'm a rhythm player, if I'm going to be honest in my heart of hearts. But uh, it is interesting, you know, if you don't know a lot about these instruments, like, there, there are inherent differences in them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, electric and, and acoustic guitars, you could talk for hours about it. But the biggest thing for me, why I play this acoustic, this is a... Um, this is a acoustic electric, right? So it's an acoustic body, but I've got a pickup in it, so mm-hmm. I can play electrically. There's a mic on the inside, right here. 
Um, and the reason I like to play this style of guitar is because I've got this big open body, right? Mm. And this big open body creates space for the vibrations of the strings to reverberate and grow rich, which is why uh, we will get a much more inherently full sound in the bass of a acoustic guitar than you will in an electric guitar. The way an electric guitar works is it transmits, just like this, well, this has a mic, but uh, it transmits the sound frequency in uh, through electrical coils into an amplifier that makes it louder, right? So um, for a guitar player, if you're thinking about starting guitar and you like want to know whether you should buy, what, what you should buy, um, it's about, you know, what do you, you want to hear, what do you want to play, right? Uh, for me, it's all about feel. Like, I got to be able to feel the vibrations for me to really get with it. We've got a couple guitars on set I can show you here. We've got... This is a, another acoustic electric, but this one's a little bit more towards the uh, electric side of things. This is Eden. This is actually Carrie's guitar. Who it's my baby. I get to play very frequently. She's a, she's a pretty girl. Um, and you can see he's got the F holes there. So it's, it's a full, uh, it's, got, it's got a you know, hollow interior. Um, and then over here, I've got my closest thing I have to an electric guitar. This is an electric. This is um, a, a Telecaster. Um, it's a thin line telly, and it's got a semi-hollow body. So even in here, I have a guitar that has a little bit of space in it mm. because that's just the tone that I like. I like a little bit of reverberation. Nice. nice. Um, so if you are a guitar person that wants to learn more about guitar, you'll hear things like Les Paul, um, Telecaster, Stratocaster. These are all different shapes of electric guitars that are uh, non-hollow body. They're solid body guitars. And those are the ones that are going to be your shredding guitars, as it were. Um, but, you know, it also matters what pedals you put it through. And, right. and violins also have a similar thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, with me, it definitely depends. My feel and my go-to depends on the situation, the environment that I'm in. Um, a lot of times I love jazz, man. And um, with with that, you're dealing with a lot of amplification. Horn players, horn instruments are much louder than acoustic string instruments. So oftentimes when you're playing in a group with... Um, a full-on band, you know, and you're trying to add a voice to that conversation, if you will, you need to be amplified. So there are different ways to do it. A lot of times I go my full electric route because there's something called feedback. And with that, you have an instrument that is, you know, has a body and it's amplifying that sound. But with that, when you add microphones into the into the equation for vocalists and stuff like that. If you amplify that, like say this instrument has a pickup on it, you know, and you plug, I can plug this acoustic instrument in. But when we're at big shows where there's a lot of sound going all over the place, you got speakers, you got microphones, the natural reverberation and resonance of the instrument can cause what's called feedback. And then that causes a lot of issues and makes it that much more difficult for, um, the audience to enjoy what you're playing. So a lot of times when I'm in those jazz settings, that's why I'll, you know, kind of lean towards the more full electric instrument because since there's no body of the instrument to cause those feedback is issues, it's just the electric signal, just like a full electric guitar. So um, I don't know, like natural playing, of course, I love my acoustic because the feel. You have that natural monitor, you can hear the instrument, you can feel it vibrate much more so than you could in electric. So in casual playing, I definitely go to my baby out of here. Um, that's the name of my violin. And then uh, in other situations, I go to my electric if I need to be amplified and need to be heard, you know? Mm. So. That's actually a really nice um, 
natural transition you pulled there. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Because uh, we are doing a jazz standard. Uh, I mean, I guess you could call it a jazz standard. It's definitely well known in the jazz community. Um, it's a samba, uh, which I've been really into samba lately. Um, I've been really like trying to write some songs in that style as well as just listening to it. It's really just a beautiful breadth of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a, a fr- an opera friend uh, to thank for that, Esleaf Wilmer, has been putting out these uh, really fantastic uh, cocktail and uh, Portuguese song nice. combinations. And she's just beautiful blonde girl, like singing, and she's a trained singer. She's oh, just like, amazing. you know, putting out this beautiful diction and just fantastic interpretation. And, you know, she's smiling and she looks great. And it's a, uh, definitely very enjoyable. I really enjoy her video series. Mm-hmm. But I asked her for some suggestions on some uh, artists I could listen to to get a little bit more samba. Cool. Um, and this song, I mean, is kind of one of the first things you learn when you're working on samba. But uh, besides the sleep, I also want to thank my friend Thais, uh, who helped me with a little bit of Portuguese mm. that I'm going to be sharing here in a second. Uh, so if you are a Portuguese speaker and I mess up, sorry, it's my first time in Portuguese. I did my best. Uh, but this is the girl from Ipanema, Garota de Ipanema, I believe is the... No, there's no lot. Garota de Ipanema. Mm, nice. That's the, uh, the Portuguese, sorry. La da da la da da One more time Tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanema goes walking And when she passes, each one she passes goes Ah When she walks, she's like a summer that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes. Oh, oh, but I love her so gently. Oh, but I love her so gently. How? Can I tell her I love her? Yes, I would give my heart gladly. But each day when she walks to the sea, she looks straight ahead, not at me. Porque tudo é nada sozinho. Ah, porque tudo é tão triste. Ah, a beleza que existe. A beleza que não é só minha, que também passa sozinha. Oh, 
tall, tan, and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, I smile, but she doesn't see. She doesn't see. Oh, she doesn't see. Oh, she doesn't see. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've, I've been like slightly obsessed with that song. I've been, I've definitely played it at least at least sixty times in the last week. And I've, especially if I count like listening to it on Spotify, man, I've been I've been going in on that song. Where? Yeah, like other people are listening to like what's the new like watermelon sugar or whatever the new song is. Is that what it's called? I've heard of the name. Our buddy, I don't even know the song. My buddy Bane, uh, shout out. Oh, the devil yeah, and his advocates told us about it. Yeah. Um, but the, the, yeah, the kids are all listening to, to Watermelon Sugar, and I'm over here like, oh my God, this this samba in Portuguese is amazing. <laughs> I have to listen to this. It'd uh, be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. It's a, an interesting thing about being a musician. You're not always like with the times. You mm. know, like you appreciate the music you appreciate. Facts. Um, and sometimes people don't like my music. And that's okay. I don't care. It's It'd my be like music, that. and I, I like it. To each their own. Uh, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to, wanted to touch is um, what are some things you love and hate about being a musician? Like, I love the fact that I have this, like, eternal pursuit. Like, I'm always working on something. I'm always, like, finding beauty in something. I'm always investing my time in things, something. But I also am not a huge fan of the fact that uh, I'm not always getting financially compensated very much for all my mm. work. Um, you know, passion. That's the passion is its own payment, you know? Yeah. Um yeah that's real i can definitely relate to that um the big thing that i love about my relationship with music is just how quickly it can switch my mood from a neck like i might be in a bad mental space and i love that that's the one thing that i could really rely on to sway my mood you know and really help be like that therapeutic source for your mental health music is you know, especially when you have a close relationship with it. It's almost like music is personified to an extent and you have like this entity and, and no matter where your mindset is, negative, positive, you use that entity to help sway you and, and, and get that mentality where you love it. I love that about music. Hmm. Um, the thing, one of the things that I do hate about music, uh, I mean, just hate, being yeah. a musician. Being a musician, yeah. Um, nothing to hate about music. Nothing really to hate about music. Except for the music. fact that I'm bad at it. And I want to yeah. Get <laughs> is, it still goes hand in hand with my relationship with music and being able, like, how tenacious and how, uh, how tenaciously and uh, compulsive I am with trying to get better to a point where sometimes I miss and forget what the whole point of it all is you know like I'm like so anal retentive about playing something and, and I think I'll frustrate myself and that frustration can lead me into bad mi mindsets you know and and it makes me forget about what the whole point of music is in general it's supposed to be a therapeutic thing it's supposed to be healing and um you know I would say that's one of my gripes is is my is my tendency to uh, 
make it difficult. Yeah, make shit can't, difficult can't and overthink shit. Yeah, just because I'm so intertwined and so infatuated with the idea and the and the effort of being great at well, the We're craft. like reverent to it, you know? Yeah. We're reverent to the music and we, we yeah, want to yeah, feel like yeah, we're yeah. doing it justice. As yeah. You know? Like, gotta be good. Like, gotta be amazing. Oh, yeah, there's like, have a brain aneurysm. That was something that we, <laughs> we actually had to learn and, and it's, it's something that some people never learn as musicians, but especially when I was in the opera world, it's like, I remember we would do operas or performances or, you know, just sing a song and you'd have a friend or an audience member afterwards come up and tell you good job. And a lot of times our first instinct is to just highlight the stuff that we did bad. You know, they would be like, oh, well, I messed up this note and this note and I missed this and this. And it's like, just let the audience member compliment you. Like, that. let them enjoy. Like, this moment for them is about... Um, this moment for them is about... Battery check. Battery check, yeah. Uh, this moment for them is just about enjoying it and like getting to kind of be that's their part of the performance you know that's their part of the performance is being like hey i uh, i really enjoyed what you did i really enjoyed uh there's no audio oh do you know how long ago 30 seconds attaboy look at him he's already he's already adjusted it uh definitely spike up those levels there um, but yeah, it's just like that's the audience member's joy is getting to tell the person good job afterwards. So when they would just come back and be like, well, I didn't like how I did this and this and this. And this. It ruins the audience member's enjoyment of the whole performance because they yeah. feel like mm -hmm. they don't get to do their part. You know, yeah. they get to clap at the end and they get to tell you good job afterwards. And you have to just like smile and be like, thank you. Mm -hmm. I think I did a good job also. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, kind of talking about touching back on your point about how music is. Uh, this beautiful entity that can completely influence our mood. We've done a lot of chill Sunday night stuff tonight. We've given you a lot of um, relaxed vibes. And we are going to end you tonight with something just a little bit more upbeat. Going to kind of leave you dancing, getting some of this like Latin flair. This is actually a Jack Johnson song, so it's not like crazy Latin. But he does have a little bit of that. Um, not samba rhythm in it, but it's just got, it, it moves, you know. It, it moves and shakes and does the thing. Uh, so how are we looking, Maestro? Can we can we go ahead and play this last song? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, cool. Psst. I won't step on your violin. Good. All right, so this is Rodeo Clowns by Jack Johnson. Yeah, turn on the lights, getting ready for the night Nobody's romantic cause it's too early for an answer But here comes the music Bright lights flashing, they cover you up like so many reasons, so many problems, many reasons To buy around, break it down, just another night on the town With the big man, money man, he's got the plan He's got the plan with a million dollar, give a damn Won't nobody understand, I'll become a better man The bright lights keep flashing Music keep on dancing with the clowns, keep me up when I'm down. Rodeo clowns, keep me up when I'm down. You so while I'm spinning all the music and the women and the shouts of tequila, man, they say that they need you, but what they really need is just a little room to breathe. Teeny 
bopping, disco queen, belly and those tans of dreams of belly biting brains. And other types of things implicit of change, but the thing that is strange changes the good. Now she's just a part of the herd, yeah. And I thought that you heard. Changes occurred, yeah. And I thought that you heard. Late night shut down outside where can walk on by and he only sees you. You feel pity, but he only feels the ground. You know pain, but he only knows let down by the corner. There's another one reaching out a hand coming from a broken pen. You're busy living, but he's done trying. Not deaf, definitely dying with the rest of the clowns. Ooh, yeah, with the rest of the clowns. Weeping the flowers, open up the doors, yeah, turn on the light, get ready for the night. Nobody's on answer cause it's too early for dancing. All right, y'all, you know what time it is. It's been so much fun having you. We are so happy to announce that our next stream will be uh, three Friday, three Sundays from now on the day it escapes me. So not next week, which is what the, the today's the second, so that would be the ninth, and not on the 16th, but on the 23rd. Third. Yes, and we are going to have our wonderful friend Patrick Sharo coming all the way from Nashville to join us for GeoStream Shows episode 17. We've also got some really awesome artists coming for you in September. So as always, stay locked in. Check out that new single I just dropped on all platforms, Savannah Grammar. I've also got another single coming to you soon, Lavender Love. That date is going to be coming sometime in September. I will let you know what the Derrick release date on it is on that one. As always, much love and thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Ciao.